Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Carrie coming at you live. To all the ladies out there, y'all enjoy this. Fellas, it vibe out. Ladies, grab a drink. Enjoy. Welcome to Bottom Line Sports Talk, where we cover sports and more for the culture, by the culture, because we are the culture. Hosted by your favorite twin duo, those Jackson men, Gary and Carrie. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you can rate us, review, subscribe, follow, and most importantly, share. What up, what up, what up? Check one, two, one, two. What it do? What's good? What's the deal, yo, Man, brother? good, good. The weather is good outside. Feeling good. Life is good right now, man. It's like 70-something 70 70, degrees. Yeah, 72 degrees. Something. It's so, it, it, it was getting a little bit toasty up in the, in the crib. I had to turn a, had to turn that uh, fan, that good old fan on. That good old fan? Yeah, turn that good old fan on. So, yeah, man. I, I'm feeling, look, it feel like spring weather. And we ain't nah, it do. Feel, we ain't even in February yet, so that that lets you know it's about to be a hot summer. It's a, <laughs> is it a hot boy summer? Mm-hmm. I think it's a hot boy summer, man. I know. Uh, who who would have known? Like January right now, even though it has been cold, like it was cold a couple of weeks ago, where it was just ice all over the all over the place out here in Dallas. Who would have known two week two weeks from that point, a, a few weeks from that point, that yeah, it, it would be seventy, like seventy plus. And we again, it's still in January. So yeah, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. That can't we, complain at all. Weekend, weekend was good. Had a good time. Went to a couple of spots. Ate good. Well, ate some good. Ate, ate brunch. Uh, definitely uh, going to explore some more brunch spots down here in, in the DFW area for sure. And I'm missing the game right now. North Carolina is playing Georgia Tech, and Texas Tech is in TCU. I would have went. You know what? If they weren't playing tonight, I would have probably went this past weekend. Oh, T- yeah. T- yeah. TCU ranked number 25. Texas Tech ranked number 15. Uh, before I dipped out and came back out here, it was, uh, it, it, it was, a, it, it was a good game. Uh, of course, North Carolina handling business with Georgia Tech last time I checked. Hopefully they get it together, but hey, man, I, uh, upset alert! I saw we saw Kansas lose against Iowa State. Who would have ever guessed that one, man? And I want to talk about LSU women's basketball team not only falling to Mississippi State women's basketball last night, but they also it was probably to the champs. Don't <laughs> no, no, call the South Carolina champs this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you, I mean, you got this. You got to say that for sure. But, uh, great game. And, again, I just want to welcome everybody to Bottom Line Sports Talk. What we doing for the culture? By the culture. Because we are the culture, you dig? And we the number one podcast. Why? No, number one sports podcast. The number one podcast. All right. Number one sports <laughs> podcast. Why? Because our mama said so. Shout out to love you, mama. He, you stole my whole get up. What? We're the number one sports podcast. Why? Because our mama said so. Because our mama said so. Yeah, you know, I had to get the little intro in there for a little bit. We had to do the little talking points. But first, I mean, again, 
Welcome. Let's, cool. let, let, let's talk about let, Let's get to it. Let's talk about the LSU women's basketball woes right now. <laughs> let's get to that, but let's get to these comments first. The, right. the best podcast in the world, that is our mother, coming to you live. Right. Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. And we have Sade coming in. How you doing, Sade? What up, Sade? Happy belated birthday. I'm happy, a horrible friend. Happy birthday to you. I'm a horrible happy friend. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. If you want happy birthday. This dude right Slot, here. Chop the screw. <laughs> yes. Ha, ha, happy birthday. <laughs> hey. Anyway. I love it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sing, sing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well we, all, we all remember those days back in the day <laughs> on the squad. Wild, yes, wild I, west. I, I am multi-talented people out there. You used to be. <laughs> I am still multi-talented. You used to be. Especially in the car, in the whip, and in the shower. Uh, Let's talk about a couple things that happened last week. And maybe something happened this week. Mm-hmm. The Bucks coach was fired after a no. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> he was fired after a thirty and thirteen start. Correct. Right. First year as a head coach, apparently Giannis Antetokounmpo, Adrian Griffin, yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't happy with Adrian Griffin, and he got fired. And who was next in line? Doc you, Rivers. You guessed it. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Woo. Man. Insane in the membrane, and, and I and, the, and thank you, thank you so much for bringing that up because I had uh, I wanted to ask a question and what I'm gonna ask them my own question and then I'm gonna pass it on to you. Uh, I asked where the Bucks in the right for fire ex coach Adrian Griffin. I said they I, we we talked about it for a little bit last week on the podcast, but in my opinion. Were they right in firing Adrian Griffin, the Bucks' uh, ex head coach? I say no. They should not have fired him. He had a good. He had a good team. Again, like you said, their record was thirty and thirteen. I mean, let, y'all fired a man in regular season. If you're going to give him a chance, you got to give him a chance the whole time through, man, through the postseason. Now, if he get if he lose in the first round uh, in the postseason, you know. If it's in the contract, yeah, all right, cool. It, it may be okay to fire him, but we ain't even an all-star break yet, man. And y'all had these little woes going on. Like, they – Milwaukee still is a good team. Now, of course, they may have had their defensive efficiencies – or, I'm sorry, defensive deficiencies. <laughs> but – You tried it. I did. But they still were a good team, top four team in the East. And y'all didn't they, – they didn't give him a chance. And, you know, allegedly, like I said last week, that, you know, Adrian Griffin wanted to make room for another role player instead of, and try to boot Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother, Giannis, out of the – I guess out of the – out of the Bucks bench. And, of course, Giannis being a, the the media ticket or the, the ticket for everybody to come, of course – he ain't about to let his brother go. So, you had to either let Giannis' little brother go and Giannis go with him, or you fire Adrian Griffin, and they did, you know, they they uh, they fired Adrian Griffin. Again, it, it wasn't right. But Adrian, if, if allegedly, if all of this is true, Adrian, you have your bench. You have Aaron, you have your bench. Yeah, Tanis, 
Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Giannis' brother ain't playing that much anyway, so it really ain't his fault why the bench may not be getting enough production as is. So it is what it is on that note, man. Here's the thing that I think maybe you may be missing with this. It's the whole thing of he has a window. Talking about Giannis. And he feels a pressure to make sure he lives up to the hype and, and at least be competitive. He didn't feel competitive with Adrian Griffin. And, again, this doesn't go off without a hitch without Giannis. Also, we got to be honest. Giannis is a coach killer. We got to go ahead and say it. Jason Kidd, Mike Budenholzer, Adrian Griffin, Doc Rivers is here. And let's be honest about it. Doc Rivers don't really bring you much success either because he doesn't really hold up to the pressure. Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard does not play defense like Drew Holiday. Let's, let's just go ahead and say it right now. It looks like the Celtics won that trade. If we're keeping in the band with what things look like, Drew Holiday still scores. It may not be as as flamboyant as Damian Lillard, but he scores and he also plays lockdown defense on arguably your best one to three being your point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Mm -hmm. He can play on all three, sometimes power forward, depending on how the other team is stacked. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, want to get to this comment. Good evening, GR Houston Jack, my accountability partner. We're doing big things behind the scenes, baby, hey. baby. Hey. Uh, Yes. I like it. What up, G? Want to make sure we do this. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Love on us. We love all y'all. We thank y'all for being on this crazy, crazy journey with us. Yes, sir. Uh, you have something here real quick before we get to the NFL. Okay. MB didn't play in Denver last yeah, week. Yeah, man. This is the fifth time that MB did not play in Denver. And, you know, I'm not calling. I'm not, I'm not saying he was injured. But he did put up a nice little 70 ball, you know, last week. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the fifth time in a row that Philly went to Denver to go play, and he did not play. So, so, do, you, I, so do you have an issue with it? Is oh, that what you brought up oh, on? I definitely have an issue. Uh, Jokic play. Oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely have an issue with all, with that, man. You you got your 70 ball. You did your thing. You, you know, you did it against the San Antonio Spurs. I ain't mad at you. It's been, you're going to get on that in a minute, too. But the fifth time, the first time, all right, cool. Second time, all right. The third, fourth, fifth time, you didn't come to play? This is the fifth time in a row that you didn't come to play Denver? Now, I, I ain't, Embiid, I, I ain't saying you scared. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying that bad man on the, in the Western Conference giving them give you problems because he do. But you need to show up and play against that man. You are you always talking about MVP. This you finally got your MVP after whining, crying and whining about it. Now it's time to put up a shut up against the against the MVP, Finals MVP, and possibly the best. Angles, ain't gonna say positive. The, the best big man in the game as we speak right now. So, I, whatever whatever going on, you might need to rest the game before you go play Denver, man. Could be, could be. Could, yeah, it ain't cool. You need, you need to show people people come to to see you play. I understand. I'm not mad at that. I when I saw it, I was I was wondering if you gonna take the take it that direction. So, oh, yeah. not mad at that at all. Appreciate it. Not mad at that at all. Let me get to these comments real quick. Hey, friends. From Scholar. What up, Scholar? Hood in the building. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, 
Who who is that kid? What up, Spencer? What's up, guys? What's going on, Spencer? How you feeling? How you doing, sir? How you doing, good sir? I I can't help but feel a certain way because we hadn't seen you in a minute, and I wonder is it because you've been hiding because Atlanta finished third in the division this year? Hey, I hey, just I don't I don't I'm sorry. Who said that? Yeah, hey, y'all thought y'all about to get Bill Belichick and he was gonna turn around. Psych. I like the Raheem Morrison hire. If you ask me, That's oh, just, hey, hey, I, Keep Bill Belichick out of anybody else out of the NFC side. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll All talk right. about that in a minute. All right. uh, G says, what up, Kerry? What is going on, Miss G? And Black 8th Element is all about the postseason for NB. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. I, I, I can't argue he's he's with had that. a history of not being healthy. And he still have not been to the to the, to the finals. Conference. Or conference finals, you're right. You so, I, I don't know if I, I – with that reason right there, that was my only reservation – because he hadn't been healthy in the offseason, is it wrong for him to sit out because that's going to be a tough game? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's always, yeah. Devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah. Devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, I mean, look, again, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but if you really ain't that hurt, bro, like, you can come out there and get a fans. That 70-piece took it out of well, 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 that, well, what the great ones do? What Kobe, what Kobe do after he scored 81? Went right back I think at he it. played again. He played again. All of them played again. <laughs> Luka scored, what, 70? Man, this but Luka, old man, though. Huh? Luca, old man. <laughs> oh, old man ball different from this young boy ball. And Luca don't bang like Embiid. Not making excuses, just stating facts here. Nah. Any, anyway, we're going to get back on basketball here really, really, really soon. Okay. But I want to get to the NFL divisional. Uh, sorry, the championship, sorry. Do you want to get to the, before we get to that, you want to get to the w- women's college basketball? Uh, Sure. So we want to talk, you want to talk specifically L- about LSU? LSU, South Carolina game. What would you feel about it? So LSU, South Carolina game, very heated, very all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, women's basketball is heading in a great place, at least for the time being. You should tune in, not sure if this is the glory years or if this is a sign for things to come. But women's basketball is amazing right now. South Carolina, LSU, USC, Colorado. UCLA. I'm saying Colorado because they are dangerous. They are UCLA, UCLA, uh, Mississippi State. Now, I mean they they beat the they beat the champs last night. Champs last night, and and look what did we say? Iowa got to throw them in there. Yeah. I know you don't want me to throw them in there. Oh no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. UConn still a threat. Yeah, and look again, but for LSU girls and Grambling. Got to I'm gonna put on in a minute. <laughs> my bad. So, 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 so. Uh, back, back to it. Just like we said yesterday, with LSU women's basketball team, they won the championship this year. And I like. My, my, I apologize. Last year, and we both said, we both said it, it's not. It don't feel good to be hunted. I don't. It don't no. feel good to be no. hunted. Y'all, y'all number one. You everybody the hunter. Y'all the hunted. Well, they not number one no more though. No, no. Well, I mean, oh, I know what you mean. Champs, they did. The yeah, they yeah. the reigning champs. You yeah, right. They you right. Champs. Until until somebody get dethroned them, then you know we will have something to talk about. But they still the champs for the moment until April come around and we'll see. Or March, we'll see. We'll see how they fare. But well, your so your uh, analysis of the game. They don't have a great three point shooter on their team. They have the problem that it looks like South Carolina had last year. They don't have a jump shooter. Yes, I know they have their freshman. She does great at mid-range. She can't shoot threes. And in this game today, especially in women's with the transition that's going on, taking place right before our eyes, you have to be able to shoot threes. And if you can't shoot threes, you better have a, we. I'm saying big girl, meaning tall 
and or a little bit has a little bit more size because that's the only way you're going to win inside. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be fast, you don't have to be slim, but you do have to be physical and being physical means you have to have a little bit more weight than what your opponents have. If you don't have those things it's going to be very tough. Last year, all credit to LSU, I believe truly they had the right matchups at the right time and they were able to manipulate what their opponents couldn't, which is big inside Powerful inside can rebound things like that. I don't. I can't remember their shooting being just spectacular yeah. last year. This year, South Carolina. We said it last year. They need to go get three point shooters. Did they ever? Did they ever? Man. Did they ever? They Iowa yes, has a three point shooter. I believe they got a better inside presence this year. <laughs> they did. Uh, but we 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 shall see what happens. I just know there are chinks in LSU's armor, and Kim Mulkey, the coach of LSU, was saying that they need to get tougher. I don't think the problem is tougher. I think the problem is making shots. I agree. Uh, yeah, they they did. They, they do this uh, again. This is a make a miss league, just like the NBA. This is a make a miss league, and I they couldn't get stops uh, when they were supposed to. The young lady from South Carolina. The the big, which is very a very focal point right now, uh, she dominated. Uh, when every time she got double teamed, she made the right play, passed it out to the three point shooter for South Carolina. Uh, and mind you, that young lady is six seven from Brazil. I, I believe she played for. Uh, oh snap! You went further. I ain't even looking since she was from oh, Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to IG baby. Shout out to G. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I I like where everything is heading to, and uh, we we gonna get on. With, we go. We, we gonna get on the women's basketball, college <laughs> basketball later on. Little sneak peek. Little, yeah, sneak, little sneak peek right there. Let me get to these uh, comments real quick. Why don't we? Uh, this is from Spencer. Apparently, our arch nemesis on air, but off the air. I think we cool. I, I don't know. I hadn't heard from him. I feel. I feel abandoned, and we have abandonment issues here. I was busy protesting so that we <laughs> we could fire Arthur Smith. Now that I have done my job there, I can get back into action, rise up. All right, Spencer, I'm going to take you for your word. Uh, We believe believe you, man. uh, Our work from our mother, Graham. Gremlins, men and women are doing doing pretty good. Shout out to them Gremlins State University, Tigers and Lady Tigers, baby. (laughs) From G to Spencer, she definitely laughing because Spencer is a trip. Uh, Y'all will enjoy him as he uh, is a devil's advocate pundit on here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, from Black Raiden, sorry, fellas, I'm late. What's good? I see y'all with y'all on. Hey, hey. we just here trying to grow our stuff and uh, keep it moving, keep it popping. Hey. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you, brother, facts, for facts. tuning in. We appreciate you, man. Uh, let's get to this NFL, why don't we? Uh, so we had the AFC NFC Championship. I will give you the pleasure of telling us which way we are going first. Let's go to NFC first, man. Let's go to. So the yeah, NFC Championship NFC. was basically a one-sided affair. Something that I really wanted to see was Detroit go ahead and make it because Detroit going to Vegas would have been like the players or the haters ball, if you will. <laughs> and it didn't happen. The we, Detroit we, Lions. We would have seen fur coats and <laughs> fur coats. You know, it ain't cold in Vegas. Pimp ass. You know, the link. <laughs> got a Chevy on. <laughs> but but we, we don't get to see the thing that we wanted to see. So Detroit, Got out to a great start, running the ball, passing the ball. They could do no wrong. And it's like the second half, woo, it went wrong. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happened. And uh, what I want to oh. ask you is, 
we'll, we'll just get into the nuts and crannies. They basically laid an egg in the second half and gave the controlling interest back to San Francisco, which Brock Purdy was able to show up and, and do some spectacular things, although they had some luck on their side, right? Boy, did they. Yes, yes, sir. They were able to pull it out and win. People are saying that Dan Campbell was too aggressive, right, mm-hmm. and that that cost him the game. He should have been a bit more reserved. He should have kicked some field goals where he went for it on fourth, get fourth downs and things like that. Right, right, right. What do you say? I'll ask you first before I go in and chime in. Well, let, let's let's first give credit to the Detroit Lions. They came a very, very long way. Uh, who would have ever thought we would see the Detroit Lions in an NFC Championship game? So I have to give kudos to Dan Campbell. Who was once a saint, and <laughs> and he he came in with with the with the Lions, and every year made progress after progress after progress after so, going zero and sixteen after going zero and sixteen. So he has he has leveled up with the Detroit Lions. As far as the game is concerned, everything in the first half was going right, and I wasn't. I, me personally, if it was up to me, I would have I would have got the points because I would have got the points on the board. But his play calling on the fourth downs was not bad. Jared Goff, Jared Goff, the quarterback for the Detroit Lions, threw uh, s- some amazing balls, spiral balls. One that I can vividly remember that would have probably put the game out of reach for San Francisco uh, was the fourth down where he threw it to Reynolds and. Reynolds hit the ball hit him literally right in his hands and Reynolds dropped the ball that changed it and then the one play that got San Francisco back in the game was you guessed it the pass that Brock Purdy literally threw an interception it just bounced off Detroit Lions helmet and then Brandon Ayuk caught the ball Look, and, you get names right yeah appreciate it <laughs> Brandon Ayuk dropped the uh Brandon Ayuk Got got the tip ball and eventually the next play they wound up scoring, but that changed the play. That that changed the game, and then also it didn't help that when Detroit got the ball back, uh, who the running back for the Lions, he wound up fumbling the ball. So all of that had to hurt. And again, uh, Dan Campbell again, he wasn't wrong with the play call. The play calling was excellent. The receivers was just dropping him, like dropping like. Pretty, pretty. Like, those type of passes that they drop, you couldn't have scripted no better. And that's why some wide receivers get paid up here and some get paid, like, right there. And it is what it is. But I got to give credit to San Francisco, man. They they were down and out. First in the first half, They it was looking ugly. So, let me go to this comment real quick. So, what happened to the Lions? My heart still hurts. This is from G. I heard for him too, man. Also, and yes, it's okay to take three points at times. I agree. So, I understand what everybody's saying, right? And you know, football fanatic on Saturday and Sunday. So, you 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 sit with me a lot or I sit with you and I be telling you to turn the TV when I'm at your place and you like, why I keep turning the TV so much? Because I want to watch as much as I can of every game, especially the interesting ones yeah. and especially the teams that I'm interested in. Detroit has done this all year. You go back to the Dallas game, they did it, right? They've done it all year. Go for it on fourth down when it probably doesn't cause for it. Taking three points. It's not a bad idea. I definitely agree with you and G. But I guess for me, it's do it got you here, right? All year you went for it on fourth down, so why am I shocked that you would go for it now? And we're talking about uh, literally if the ball doesn't beat up Josh Reynolds, who came from L.A. with – not with, but he came from L.A. while – Jared Goff was there. 
If he catches those balls, we're looking at a different ball ball game. If Jabril Gibbs doesn't fumble the ball, we looking at a different game. Also, on that fourth, that last fourth down, when Jerry Goff threw an errant pass to someone else, had he waited just a couple of seconds, and I know it's pressure coming, had he waited just a couple of more seconds, Gibbs yeah. was coming across the field on a crossing route basically wide open. Right, right. But again, I believe that they abandoned the run, like we'll talk about in the other game here in a few minutes, and that's what really got them. Once once San Francisco got going, their defense woke up, and that was basically the end of the game. Yes, it was airing things that did not happen on offense, but credit to San Francisco. But they were getting the, the doors blown off them, and I was so happy in the first half, and it went away so fast. And, and again, it wasn't like Detroit in the second half kind of beat themselves. Again, well, I, I will give San Francisco all the credit. I will give them all the credit. But teams like like, <laughs> like the Detroit Lions, teams like the Detroit Lions, you have to you have to capitalize when you're down there. Uh, if you want to go for it, man, you you better have all your chips in already, and everybody better be on one accord. And it, they and everybody was. It's just like little. It's just little things. And again, like I said, the the knock what should have been a knockdown from the Lions uh, safety with Brandon IU. That again, that play changed the whole trajectory of the game. Uh but again, man, I I just wish uh that if, if Reynolds catch a couple of those balls, bro, this, this game this game is not close. And also the also just to let you know, uh, uh teams that's leading by seventeen <laughs> In the in the game seventeen at halftime or like I believe twenty seven and zero until last Sunday is twenty seven and one. So congratulations, Detroit! Uh, you you on the losing end so, of that. So my thing is like everybody's saying, take the three points. I get it. I feel it. I just personally saw how the game was going. I'm not sure those three points matter because at that point, I don't think they were stopping San Francisco. I and don't I think I, I think they were stopping San Francisco. I don't know. After, after, after the horseshoe play, after he yeah, got yeah, lucky, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if they stopping them. So I mean, that's what that's what Detroit did all year. They went for it on fourth down a lot of times. Somebody was talking about they fourth down conversion rate wasn't as high as others. <laughs> that's because they go <laughs> for it all the time. So I'm, I'm I'm not knocking them. They did what they got them there. I appreciate them for being who they are through and through. And no, it didn't work out, but. You got you got you got to honestly think about it. What got them here was being ballsy, uh, yeah. and they were ballsy up until the end. I just wish they would have scored two more times. I don't know. And and uh, and also, I, I have to say this as well. If they play like that, if they down like that, talking about San Francisco. If they if San Francisco get down like that in the Super Bowl, and y'all expect Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all the other bad boys on offense to slow down. They will put, no pun intended, their foot on y'all necks, and they're going to embarrass y'all the same way that Baltimore embarrassed y'all at home. And that's the reason why we're going to get segue. Hold on, hold on. All right. So we have here, uh, I need Casey to get beat. I really want to see Taylor cry. Let's be real. She has no <laughs> idea how many points are given to a touchdown, but I hate Kyle Shanahan because he sold us out. Damn them both. I'm not mad at that take right there, right? But they can't have a tie in the Super Bowl, so no. we shall see. I'll just say this. I, I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes again. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never doing it. I'm going to shut up from now on. It is what it is. 
Uh, here we have from said, aka CJ, aka one of our big bros. That's why you pay the kicker, duh. Well, as much as you say that, said, and I'm glad somebody said it because I didn't know if you were gonna say it, but I wasn't gonna bring it up. But since you said that's why you pay the kicker, what happened with Buffalo last year? I mean, last week when they wanted to kick the ball and uh, missed it after they were trying to tie the game instead of winning. Nice. Two weeks ago, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just saying, you pay the kicker, he missed. Dang. And it's a possibility that the San Francisco kicker had missed early in the game, too. too. So that, that's all I'm saying. Uh, not taking the points makes the game harder than it needed to be. I feel like that's what Dan Campbell does in route uh, as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do in basketball. They take very hard shots when sometimes they No, I'm just, I'm just I'm talking about people that make okay, stuff harder. Okay. I am not disagreeing with that. I think he makes the game very hard for himself because I think he wants to celebrate how hard it was. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do see what you're saying, Black Eighth Element. I'm not arguing with that at all. Uh, the first missed fourth, fourth down conversion is when the momentum shifted. I agree. And, and, and that's what I'm saying, too. When they missed that first one, I think the game was done then, and I feel like a touchdown would only shift the momentum back. I don't know if a field goal helps them. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I know people talking about points, but – I just feel like San Francisco controlled the whole second half. So I don't I don't know if the three points would have negated them from going down and scoring. Well, and, and again, I'm gonna have to say this. I, let, let me reiterate this again. Balls San, cut off. San, San Francisco didn't beat Detroit. Detroit beat themselves. No, no, no. Game. San Francisco, no, no, no. They had to come back. You just said it. So I feel I, like San Francisco won. But yeah, they did. I again I give them all the credit. They came give, back and won. They came back and won. I give them all the credit. But let's be real. 27 to 10, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. 27 to 10 at halftime. I think so, yeah. Uh, or 24 to 24 to 10, I believe, at halftime. Something like that. Oh. I, 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 I hear you. Uh, Y'all always need points. I, I get it. I feel I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing at all. All I'm saying is that's what they done all year. I, I wasn't even shocked. I'll tell you this. In the Super Bowl, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't go for down on a couple of those positions. Uh, G says always Spencer. I, I feel it. Like, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that's what Dan Campbell does all year. Uh, yeah, I know. Now on to the game that I hated to talk about. The Baltimore, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. If I can sum this up into one word, the word is rush. Hold on, let me ding myself. Hey, ding, 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 the, ding, the word ding. is rush. The Baltimore Ravens are a power run team. That has a quarterback that is unlike any other that we have ever seen, according to Mike Michael Vick himself, and he's different running than Josh Allen himself. Mm -hmm. So that's a comparison that people want to do. Lamar Jackson is spectacular with his legs and his arms, but his legs are probably the most dynamic thing when it comes to what people say. And he got 56 yards. That was it. The running backs who have been featured all year long. I know because I had them on my fantasy. The running backs would at least get touchdowns. They would run the ball. They would try to drill it down your throat and push you off the line, much like what they did at Houston at the end of their game. They did not run the ball at all. It's like Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin, and that hardball boy <laughs> wanted to sit up there and prove a point as to they can outdo Patrick Mahomes in throwing. And you said it more than I did, so I'm going to give you credit. If you want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you better have a run game. This was the best run team probably to go against them, and they did not run the ball at all. Like, they actually had a fourth down conversion where Lamar ran it out of shotgun and got like 15 yards. And they didn't run in anything after that. I think the, the running back had six carries all game, whereas I think he has more along the lines of between 20 and 30 per game. Mm -hmm. 
They did not run the ball at all. They were airing throws. It was just a disaster all the way around. And as much as people want to say, well, Kansas City only got 17 points. I agree. They only got 17 points because the Baltimore defense stepped up because it's one of the most iconic things that we've seen in so long that was not talked about. They, they even had Terrell Suggs come out. And Ray Lewis came out at the beginning. No, Terrell Suggs came out like the third quarter, fourth quarter. I, Ray Lewis came out at the beginning. That's what I'm telling you. They said that too. Man, they had everything on their side, man. Real, real quick. And what happened to the Ravens? Where was the team that beat up? On the Niners. That beat up on the Niners, G. That beat up on the Detroit Lions. That, be, that beat up on every team in, in the Minus NFL. three. Minus three. <laughs> and Cleveland LeBron's was one of the three that and, beat them. And that was a, a really good defense that they, you know, played against the second time and beat. I, I, I don't know what happens. And as much as everybody says Lamar had a bad game and he's the main reason, fine, sure. But we got to put some we got to put some blame in there for Todd Munkin. Because Todd Munkin, if you don't know, is the office coordinator. If you don't know, Todd Munkin came from the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs. If you don't know who Todd Munkin is and why I'm saying all of these things, all they do at Georgia is run the ball. All they do is run the ball. That's all they did this year. And they did not do it at all. The Kansas City Chiefs had more run, I mean rushing yards than the Baltimore Ravens, and where in the world would you think you see that? Man, let me tell you something. I, I wish we can go back in that clip last week when I had said, and I said it so excitingly, Baltimore, if you want to beat Kansas City, and I'm going to say it one more time, Baltimore, if you want to beat Kansas City, all you got to do is just run the ball. And you look at what Buffalo did. Buffalo knew what, what was up with Kansas City. Running the ball. They seen this before. They seen this before. And how Baltimore go a whole week and mind you, also probably look at film with Buffalo playing against Kansas City and see the weakness in Kansas City defense and say, hey, you know what? We gonna man F that. We gonna go completely opposite of what got us here from the first place. What got us here was running the ball. Lamar, Lamar running the ball. Uh, Gus run, Edwards, Justice Hill. Run, run pass options. You had all of this time, and yo, you guys didn't take advantage of it. And you said the one. What was the one word you said about this game with Baltimore? What was the? You said rush. Rush. Rush was the word. The word I want to use is disappointment. Everybody hurts. Disappointment is the one word I would use for Baltimore Ravens to go uh, to be the number one seed in the NFL. To possibly be, I ain't gonna say possibly be. Y'all were the best they team. Were the best team. Y'all were the best team in NFL, and y'all beating uh, San Francisco the way y'all did. Detroit the way you did. You beat Detroit the way y'all did, but especially San Francisco because they was riding on the high. It he missed y'all to be the Super Bowl champs. If y'all would have played, if y'all would have played San Francisco again, y'all probably would have won. Uh, and real quick, shout out to the conspiracy theories because I was right aboard train. It was said, if you look at the Super Bowl colors, it was some purple and some red there. And that was supposed to be for the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Well, Chief, looked like that script didn't get uh, pushed through all the way because we got the Chiefs and the Niners part two, part two again. And we shall see how this goes real quick. Let me get to this comment okay. real quick. Like Vic, when <laughs> when the playbook gets wet, just, like, just let Lamar run. Let and Lamar. like Vic, as good as he was, you're going to need more. I mean, honestly, they, they doing all the passing and everything. Just run, like do the thing that got you there. And then again, uh, they hurt their own selves, especially Zay Flowers. 
Zay Flowers. I don't, I don't agree with the unsportsmanlike call. I don't. I don't either. But they but, didn't call it. But the fumble in the, the fumble in the red zone, we can agree with that. He, he messed that up bad, poorly, and you weren't even close. You want the ball wasn't even close to getting to the. Well, no, no. I I guess that part I can't all the way be mad at. I wish he wouldn't have dove, but that's just a freak play. But before that long fifty yard, fifty four yard pass was negated because they called taunting. Right. And like Legarius Sneed was holding on to him. They pushed him. That was one. That was then, then he took, well, they said it was everything because he stood over him too. And uh, real quick to the comment, I just knew this was Lamar's year for a Super Bowl ring. I'm with you, G, because if, I, if I'd have known this goose egg was going to happen, I'd have cheered harder for the Houston Texans. I knew they would have ran the ball. I, I knew C.J. Stroud might would have did a little ball. bit better. Right. Like, D'Amico would have had a good game plan. Like, now I'm, I'm mad because that matchup didn't happen. But everything, everything, everything that that you could that what that Baltimore had in their playbook, it, it just like it, it just seemed like everything that happened through this whole regular season just went out the window when you playing against Kansas City. It did. It, it did. Just, it it just went all the way, and I don't know why. It, it was the noise of can he throw and win, and nobody cares about that. Stick to what you do. After after you saw what Josh Allen did to them last week, the week before, the week before that, yeah, yeah, the week before after you saw what Josh Allen did to them, it, it ain't like it. First and foremost, that can't see defense. They they are good. We, we got to give them credit, especially what they did last weekend with Baltimore. But they, it ain't like they unstoppable. Nah, it ain't like they unstoppable, man. It's just like they they beat themselves. Like you got away from the thing that got you to the point to this point. This is a this is a good one right here. Flowers did everything but tap dance after the catch while you were well, losing. losing. Shaking my head, you were absolutely right, Black Eight Element. That's why I'm like, I knew they were gonna call it. I wish he wouldn't have did it. I also wish he didn't fumble. But when I look at the game plan, the Chiefs blitzed the hell out of the Ravens. Yeah, they did. That's and, it. That's and, good, but here's the point. thing. In the first half, they were just throwing it out to the flat to the running back. Why, why did that stop? Why did we not try more screens, right? Why didn't we do more short passes? Why were we trying to get the ball to an older Odell Beckham down the field? We we were trying every, they were trying everything but what would have worked any a drag route a hot route a hot route means we have linebackers coming in blitzing us along with the defensive line a slant route a curl route a just stop a one step drop anything I, I played football y'all I'm sorry and I I learned defenses early thanks to my pops so anything you could have done to prevent that they were doing it at first and then they stopped and then you did not run the ball at all so you didn't do anything to dissuade them from blitzing you so happily. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just, it was a crime shame. Yeah, uh, it was a crime shame. Yeah, choke job by Lamar. A choke job by the offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Choke job by Lamar, if you want to say it. Choke job by Zay Flowers, even though he's a rookie. Yep. Choke job by the whole thing. I hope to see them back next year. We're not sure what's going to happen. But here we are, the Super Bowl <laughs> matchup in the 49ers and the Kansas City We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it next week. That is a tease for sure. And Spencer says, anybody ever wonder why Ray Lewis was never canceled? The man is a killer. My bad. I'm off subject. And I don't like Ray Lewis. Spencer doesn't like anybody, apparently. Um, <laughs> he is a killer, Spencer. On the field. Yep. Look here. Here. On the field. On the field. <laughs> That's a that's a good point, Spencer. Uh, oh man, shaking my head. Uh, 
So I want to make sure we are at a, I guess, more than halfway point. Yeah, man. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for tuning in live and on the replay. We want to thank you so very much. This is Bottleline Sports Talk. That is Carrie over there in the Tony 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 t-shirt that y'all yes, can't see. Sir. This is Gary in the, I guess, flannel right here. We want to thank y'all so much for tuning in. And we're about to get to some of our favorite things, our segments. Let's we have flag on the play. Please tell the ladies and gentlemen out there in the audience what the flag on the play is. Flag on the play is when uh, we see something egregious out there, something that we have to call out from players, uh, from coaches, from any athlete out there, whether it's football, basketball, any, anything men, that's hot. Men, men's college basketball, women's college basketball. It's our job as sports enthusiasts to call them out. And you're going to hear this sound. You're going to hear the sound of that flag on the play. And, uh, again, I just want to reiterate this to all the women out there. Uh, y'all got – y'all y'all have, y'all want to get this too. Any, any, any women, WNBA, college, anything, women can't oh – like, like Adrian Broner said – can't get it. <laughs> Mexican, African American, women can't get it. And with no further ado, this flag on the play goes to none other than the NCAA Women's College of Basketball star, Caitlin Clark. Who you spell with a K? With a K. <laughs> now, everybody, would you like me to describe? Yeah, you got to describe it because I couldn't get the video you before get the we video? got on. Okay, so. I sent I sent my brethren over here a video. Uh, Ohio State and Iowa wound up playing. Kalen Clark had a forty-five ball, forty-five points. Uh, Ohio State had a young lady score thirty-three points. Ohio State beat Iowa on. And they beat Iowa at home. They Ohio State beat Iowa at Ohio State, and. The crowd was rushing to, you know, get on the court and doing a doing a court rush, doing a storm rush and everything. And there is a video out there, and I saw it. I rewinded it. I played it like 15 times. And the young lady that was running out of the crowd was running towards everybody in the center court to celebrate Ohio State beating uh, no, then number two ranked Iowa. The young lady is running out there. And she is running past Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark sees this young lady, and I think she purposely hit the young lady on purpose. And <laughs> I, I do. I do. And it was a credible uh, Oscar nomination performance by Caitlin Clark. Uh, I, I, out of all the good things I have said about her, all, all the good things you have said about her. You said good things about her? Yeah, oh, I, I just I, yeah, I, I say it right now. She's the best college women's college basketball player right now this year, maybe last year. I just want to make sure I didn't yeah, know if you I, said. I, I didn't know if you said. I that. Would, look, I'm man, I'm trolling, man. Calm I'm pre- down. Pre- I don't. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Out of all the good things I can't say about it, I pull up the stats, do all of that. She was downright wrong for what she did. She was downright wrong for how she flopped, and then she was downright wrong for lying at that press conference. And don't get me wrong, all, every you could go back, look at all the players and all the coaches. Coach K did it with Dylan Brooks when he was at Oregon, telling he lied to he lied to the people at the press conference saying he said one thing, Dylan Brooks came and said, Well, he, if he told y'all that, he's lying. Cause he told me I shouldn't have shot the ball. And he like lied on like lied in front of the camera. Caitlin Clark lied. 
completely live for no reason. Like, you saw that girl come in. You know what people do when they win against you. You know they're going to storm the court. Just, cause you that, just because you are that great. Just because you are that great. And for you to flop and lie like that makes no sense. So, with no, with no further ado, I don't have my flag with me right now. But, Caitlin Clark, congratulations. You get the flag on the play. Uh, my flag on the play, I won't take uh, as long because we talked about this already, right? Mm-hmm. My flag on the play simply goes to Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin. <laughs> it's, it's short, sweet, and simple. They are the reason why the Ravens did not win. The defense showed up. I believe the running back showed up, but they didn't get a, sh- a chance to showcase it. I believe Justin Tucker, the kicker, showed up, even though Travis Kelsey <laughs> tried to be a troll and make Justin Tucker feel uncomfortable. And Justin Tucker, like, I'm the greatest kicker ever. Stop playing with me. Lamar Jackson gets the credit because it was so many times he could have dropped back and ran, whether it was for a yard, whether it was for 5, 15, 20, 50, whatever. He could have ran more, and they would have fared a better shot and kept the ball out of Kansas City hands. Who knows? But he did not run. He only got 56 yards. He was trying to prove that he could throw the ball. Those of us that have watched you since college know you can throw the ball. We have no doubt about it. But we also know you can run the ball quite possibly better than anybody we have ever seen at the quarterback position. Thanks. And you did not do that. You are a functional reason for why that they lost. Also, Todd Muck is office coordinator, who we have read and raved about. He replaced – I don't even want to say his name. He replaced the former offensive coordinator, made changes, made the offense look better. They were dynamic. They were better. They only had three losses. Mm-hmm. They looked substantially like the best offense if you ask some people. And they did not show up. And they only managed to get however many yards you want to go look at it. But I do know this. When it comes to next year, Burrow will be back. Yep. We imagine Justin Herbert will look better because Jim Harbaugh is there now. Am I saying is it Jim? Yes, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Jim. Yeah, Jim is there now. Or Cleveland, John. not sure what they're going to look like. John. John, whatever. Tell me. You got to look at it. John, 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 John. John. Okay. John, yeah. One of the Harbaugh's. Dang it. <laughs> We have a better AFC. The AFC, in, in other terms, is murderer's row, as everybody calls it. All teams are going to look even better if not you dropping off the face of the map. Yep. Don't know what we're going to see. I just know that you are going to have this moniker on you saying that you can't get it done in the biggest game possible. And I can't defend you anymore because that's where we are right now, and I hate that. But the flag on the play goes to both those two Gentlemen, right there. Like Big Sean has said, pun, all pun intended, you had Detroit. This goes to you too. Definitely goes to you too. What up, though? I want to switch real quick while we got a little time. Okay. Uh, we were going to do five to ten players, but I guess I'm just going to name a couple, right? Okay. So we are making a transition to basketball because after next week, the football season will be over and it'll be prospective draft picks and things like that that'll come up. Mm-hmm. All the news will get ready to write itself, hopefully, we think. Yep. But we have basketball, and we do cover basketball that is a love of ours. Okay. For the basketball season, I don't know if you had any players that you wanted to talk yes, about, sir. but I do have a few that I want to name real quick. Mm-hmm. This is just so you guys know going into the basketball season who you need to look out for, who are some stars. Jalen Brunson, can you tell us about him, good sir? Yes, sir. Jalen Brunson right now is averaging 26 points per game. Uh, he That is 12th in the NBA, also averaging six assists per game. He has brought New York – Back New York Knicks back to relevancy, uh, not only in the East but in the NBA. They are contenders now. I uh, I have to give uh, Becky Hammond, I believe, I have to give her some credit for what she said uh, maybe a month ago that 
guards that are six three, six four, small guards like Jalen Brunson, they don't win the big, they don't win the championship or win the big one. And I know a lot of people got up in arms about what she said. And Becky Hammond, you were completely right. Steph Steph Curry is the only one. Allen Iverson hasn't done it. The only one that has done it is Isaiah Thomas with the Detroit Pistons. Besides Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, those are the only two players, point guards that have led the, their team, respect the team to the, uh, the NBA championship and has won. So she did have a point. They will need a whole – they would need a whole bunch of uh, other players to contribute to that their winning. Crucial pickup for them also for the New York Knicks, OG Ananobi that came from the Man. Toronto Raptors. He has been a key pickup to what their success is now, I believe, Saturday – on ABC, forgot the time they will play the Lakers, so okay. that'll be a primetime matchup. Uh, who are a few other players you got before we continue? All right. Uh, I know uh, he ain't getting a lot of praise, which he should. Uh, Trey Young, averaging a double-double, 27 points per game, which is 10th in the NBA, 10 assists per game, which is second in the NBA. The only thing wrong right now with Trey Young is team losing, and they just had like 70, uh, 70 ball put up on them by Luka Doncic. Uh, Brandon Ingram. One of my one of my personal favorites. I like Brandon Ingram. Uh, the their record is uh, four or five games over five hundred. They should have won yesterday against Boston Celtics. Y'all wrong. Uh, Brandon Ingram does play play for the Pelicans. Wait, they lost that game. They was up by like twenty five points or they, something they like lost that. Lost by one or two. Wow. Uh, another another one that we have to give. Stop credit. watching that game. <laughs> I know, right? Anthony Edwards, twenty five points per game, five assists per game, and five rebounds per game. He is a point guard for Minnesota Timberwolves. The reason why they are better than what they were last year, he is the leading reason why they will be better and are a contender. Go ahead, good sir. Number one and number two seed in the West, right? Number now. two, right now, I number believe. Two and they failed number two. Of course, uh, we got to give credit to you, to your guy, to your man, Shy Gilders Alexander. Thirty-one points per game, thirty in the NBA, five assists per game, six rebounds per game. The man is a bad man, and the last one but not least, he has turned this franchise over. He is the focal point in this franchise. He is injured, Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, okay, okay. I Tyrese, want some wheels? Uh, you thought I got you? Got you? Got you? Even though they lost, even though I'm about to flag you. Yeah, even though, even though that team lost, I'm about to flag you. But Tyrese we, Halliburton, we, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You, you going? We got words after this. <laughs> you know what that means, right? He a Celtics fan. Oh, boo. We got words after this. They're going to lose. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they will lose. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, we can, <laughs> what can we talk about? All uh, these free throw Greedy, mm, <laughs> mm. I'm laughing too. <laughs> and lost to Houston the way that they did. Uh. Free throw calls for the Lakers when playing the Warriors. It's atrocious. Clearly, someone is getting paid. It's a lot of it's a lot of things going on with the NBA right now. It was some free throw calls that were made. Uh, clearly, the Warriors are a fan favorite. Also, they don't really lose close games like that against very many teams. And to say that this went to was it three overtimes or two overtimes? Uh, two overtimes, double overtimes. Went to two overtimes, and LeBron James made free throws at the. And it didn't oh, look like clutch. a foul, but it didn't look like a foul though when I looked at it. It did or it didn't? It didn't. It didn't look like a foul. Um, yeah, I. I, I we can sit up here and say, uh, is somebody maybe being paid under the table? That is very likely. We have seen that happen in sports before. Sure, mm -hmm. Surely, surely, surely. There's a lot going on. I'm going to get a chance to pay a lot more attention to NBA. I have done a better job this year of watching, but I've been engrossing football because okay. that's my arena and this is yours. So, yes, we wanted to make sure we give some credit, some 
shine some flowers, if you will, to right. those players who my brother just mentioned and put y'all up on game. Uh, to G's point, what's going on with the Lakers? Clearly, it ain't helping them out, even though they got these foul calls Not and stuff all. like that to make these free throws. But I do understand what she's saying because it is. Like I said, I don't know if that foul was supposed to be called because it didn't look like a foul. But LeBron James drove and made the free throws. I, I don't know. But they did get pounced they did. by the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, they got punked, if you want to say that, too. They got bounced. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, we have my brother's favorite part, I believe, uh, when life comes at you fast. Do tell them when, when life comes at you fast. All right. When, when life comes at you fast, you know when, you, when you're on cloud nine, cloud 10, cloud 15, and you up, either you up there, you have your headphones in, the music is good, you're vibing out, everything is good. And then you get on that parachute, and the parachute just collapse and you just fall right down to earth make that sound I was in mirror uh when my life comes at you fast and I I, I hope everybody uh can pay attention to this uh if you're gambling you know ain't no wrong gambling just keep it safe and all of that uh this goes to an ex LSU wide receiver New England's Patriot receiver Keyshawn Butte, uh, he was arrested on illegal gambling charge and computer fraud. <laughs> and the amazing thing about Keyshawn Butte with LSU, when he was at LSU, he actually betted on himself. How amazingly crazy can you be to make wages, not only on games, but on yourself, man, and then had the audacity to make over. I I believe it was over eight hundred bets that he made in, in in total. And man, go get some counseling, man. Like you have you have to do better. This gambling thing has has gone. It's getting out of control, man. Now it has getting out of control. Uh, something needs to happen where players can't do this, or if if you're going to legalize it. May, Make everybody, you know, if everybody want to do it, you do it, man. Like, because apparently nobody is learning the lesson or, or the lesson might have to be learned the hard way where you don't either play or you get fined all your rookie money and everything is not cool. You need to do better, man. I, Keyshawn Boutte, do better, man. So here's the thing that's very concerning. <laughs> Keyshawn. I apologize. No, no, you good. You good. I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even trying to correct you. I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You know I'm bad at pronouncing names, uh, but I do know you got his last name right, Boutte. Yep. He got in trouble. This is after Jamison Williams of the Detroit Lions got in trouble about the gambling. And the NFL set very specific rules, and you can't gamble on NFL games. You can't gamble around or anything associated with team facilities, or NFL things, or whatever. Right. Right. So they set parameters, and you're still doing it. This is a concerning thing which is why anybody gets caught gambling going forward, you can't say you didn't know. You didn't know. Somebody already paid the price. Calvin Ridley played the ultimate price and lost a full season of NFL. That means a full season of money. Of money. So nobody can actually say they don't know. And here's the thing that's so concerning. You did it, and you were already on a losing team. Hell, I saw you drop balls that made you look like the reason why the team lost. You betting on what, brother? You need to keep all your ducats, your chickens in your pocket because we don't know how long you might actually be in the NFL. Exactly. 
And so now we're waiting for the punishment, I presume, because I don't know how long they're going to have them out because I don't think the NFL has set a rubric for how long you'll be out if caught gambling. But they made the rules. Made and the you rules. Could, Like, I would love to see somebody color outside the lines <laughs> to sit up there and gamble. Like, I don't know. You were gambling in the bathroom of a gas station across the street from a casino. I don't know. Maybe, that's, that's maybe, wild. maybe you still get in trouble, but you like, but, but that's not in the rules. Something I don't know. I just made us some. Y'all give me credit. That's wild, man. That's Re- wild. Give me, give me. Uh, what up, family? How you doing, Aunt Alexis? What up, Aunt Alexis? And Mama always told me to bet on myself. Hey, yeah, Mama did. was right, but if Mama told him to bet on himself right now, she was wrong. Oh, Mama <laughs> was wrong. Guess she what? Was, Guess what? Get? Guess what? Mama wrong again. Mama's <laughs> wrong again. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is my money shot. Money shot is something that I want you to remember, something to think of. This week is something I thought of all on my own, right? I didn't even look at nothing. It just occurred to me, right? And uh, here is the money shot. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. This week's money shot is something that I want you all to think about. If you hadn't seen it again, this was a thought that I came up with, something that I saw, something that I kind of paid attention to. So we know that the NFL has a diversity problem. We'll just say it like that, right? Mm -hmm. It has a diversity problem. And they seem to be adhering to it a bit more. Here's the thing that you have to look at where minority coaches are going to be missed out on from now on, right? Mm -hmm. When these new coaches are getting hired, I'll ask you this, Kerry, just because this is something that I observe. Do you notice that some of these coaches that are being hired as head coaches, they aren't hiring any offense coordinators because they're going to call the plays? All right. You know who misses out on those opportunities? Minority coaches. I agree. Because it's already a trend saying that minority coaches that are defensive coaches, we don't want to do that because they don't actually know how to run the offense. So you hire offensive coaches, and, of course, they want to have the rule under their thumb, and so they – won't hire an offensive coordinator. If they do, they don't really call the plays. Mm -hmm. That's a trend that I want everybody to pay attention to because there are coaches, because Eric Bieniemy is the one that I can think of right now. Eric Bieniemy was told or said by other uh, potential hirings that they didn't know whether he was calling the plays or not. They didn't know whether it was Andy Reid. They thought he was just a product of that offense. And so that may have hurt him. Also, they said he interviewed bad, but I don't know how true that is. But I do know that you can be a victim of somebody's success if they aren't willing to to put it out there. And not saying Andy Reid didn't stick up for him, but people are allowed to interpret what they want. And so now a trend that I think is going on Mm -hmm. that you will see a little bit more is when these offensive coordinators get promoted to head coaching jobs, they're going to keep calling offensive plays instead of getting that opportunity to another person to be an office coordinator, primarily minorities, because that's what we're talking about right now. Right, right. So that is a trend that I want everybody to pay attention to. Again, the thought that I just had, something that I paid attention to, there are coaches I will get those names that call offensive plays. Off top, I can tell you, Andy Reid is giving a lot of credit for calling plays. Uh, Matt Nagy is the offense coordinator right now. It was formerly Eric B. Enemy, and I do know that – they still give most of the credit to Andy Reid. They say Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes can't be beat. This is the ultimate quarterback, head coach duo type thing. So I wanted to make sure I give credit to that. That was just something that I thought about. What you think? 
I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> that, that was a good. That was a good synopsis, man. I, I, I feel you on that, man. I, I, I didn't pay attention to it, but guess what? I'm paying attention to it now. And uh, I don't just looking at our, our head coaching system with when Sean Payton was there. I think Sean Payton was calling Sean Payton. Up. I think it was calling those calls, not Pete Carmichael. Not Pete Carmichael's. So I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, real quick before we get to our favorite segment, the music piece. Uh, Bill Belichick has been blackballed for cheating and will never get the 17 wins he needs to be the GOAT. That is an interesting observation, Spencer. I'll give you another one. I don't believe Bill Belichick's style fits anymore. I think it's befitting that he and Nick Saban were either released and or retired Change at the, the same time. Change of the guard, man. Changing of the guards. No longer does that rough and tumble mentality right. work. It's, it's a new day. The man. Patriot way was what he was coined for, and that just doesn't work because I believe the Patriot way is Bill Belichick way, and it feels like ultra control. Mm-hmm. He just so happened to have Tom Brady, terrific Tom, if you want to say, mm-hmm. TB12. Yes, sir. And it doesn't work without that type of player. I'm not sure if Bill Belichick gets another chance, but I don't see it myself. And here's another thing. Ben Johnson, offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions, spooked the Washington Commanders to the point where I don't think he's going to – well, he doesn't have that job. He's staying put in Detroit. So we can expect Detroit to be good next year at least, right? Yes, sir. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming up to the end of this here podcast. We want to get to the music picks. This is something where we give you two picks where – we, honestly, want you to think about this when y'all listen to this music right here. Yeah, Whether right. it's new, old, something borrowed, something blue. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Carrie, give us these two spectacular picks. Why don't you? All right. The first one comes from uh, Detroit native Icewell Vezo featuring the baby new song called Perfect. Y'all go check that out. And this goes to the Bay Area's uh, underground legend, Clyde Carson Slotten. So, yeah, y'all get, definitely go check out Clyde Carson, man. Got some slaps for you. Yeah, yeah. Give us those two one more time. Uh, Clyde, I'm sorry, Clyde <laughs> Carson sliding and Detroit's uh, own Icewell Vezo featuring the baby. Perfect. All right. And I have uh, a much-anticipated album by Benny the Butcher. It's finally out. He has a couple of bangers in my brethren words over here. Benny the Butcher, Jada Kiss, Babyface Ray, Pillow Talk, and Slander. Facts. Definitely a, a, a heater, if I you like will. It. I like it. Uh, Yasmin Lacey, Morning Matters. Mm. It's got some horns in there. You know I'm a horn lover. Ooh, okay. So, uh, once again, Benny the Butcher featured Jada Kiss, Babyface Ray, Pillow Talk, and Slander. Yasmin Lacey, Morning Matters. That is our music picks, ladies and gentlemen. Also, want to make sure I shout out this right here. Homecoming, October 19th. That is for the Gramlin State University. Yeah, the Gramlin State University. Also, we play ULL, University of Louisiana Lafayette in Lafayette, and we also play Tuskegee, Ooh. the second game of the season at Gramlin. I think we got five home games this what? year for the first time. Four or five. I, I, okay. I don't want to misquote okay. it. I looked at it today. I'm liking it. Yes. So, want to thank everybody for tuning in on the live and the replay. If you made it this far, make sure you like, subscribe, share, love on us, tell a friend, and tell a friend, getting them comments. We'll be sure to answer back. You got anything else you want to say to the nah, people? No, nah, we appreciate y'all, man, for sticking out, sticking around, staying tuned. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We're going to be here, you know, to the day we D.I.E., you know what I mean? Not D.I.E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, no, uh, once again, 
This is Bottom Line Sports Talk, where we do it. For the culture. By the culture. Because we are the culture, you did. Number one sports podcast. Why? Because our mama said so. Because our mama said so. Thank y'all. Love y'all. And we'll see y'all soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to Bottom Line Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to share. We'll see you next time.